0: And today we have a special, special guest. We have Howie Bush. And I know everybody knows Howie because he was on a big TV show, Shark Tank. Howie, thank you for coming on InventRight TV. Thanks
1: for having me. Always a pleasure, Steven.
0: Now, Howie, um, let's talk about Shark Tank. Sure. Because I remember when you first got that call. And you were, you know, you are pretty excited about it, I remember. But you were worried, too, weren't you? I mean, how – bring us back to that time when you first got it. How did you feel?
1: Well, I really – I don't know that I would say I was worried. I knew that it was a little early. You were worried. You were like, you know, maybe you shouldn't go on it. Maybe you're not really ready for prime time. They're going to kill you. They're going to rip you apart. And so maybe that got me a little worried. But in fairness (laughs) – the truth is, I, you know, they were asking me, they reached out to me. Okay. I would not have told you that I was, re- you know, I or my product was ready to go on Shark Tank or that this was the right product to go on Shark Tank with necessarily. Um, I literally had done a Kickstarter. I was one week into my Kickstarter when they reached out to me. So I knew it was early. Right. But I feel like this. If you're asking, I'm going.
0: All right. All right. Good. And it worked out well. So first of all, let's jump in. What's your product now? You're wearing it. It's called the the Dude Robe. I really like it. You you did a great video. We'll talk about that, too. You're wearing it now. You're looking good. Tell us about it. What are the big benefits? How we have this? Because people are loving it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I just here's what happened. Here's how I came up with the idea, which will which will tell you, like, the benefits of it. I am not a bathrobe guy. I just don't like them. I feel like my wife wears a bathrobe. It's like the same exact one that if I would buy one, it's the same exact one. So for literally two weeks, I'd see her outside of the shower. I'd be in the shower, she'd be outside getting ready. And I'm like, man, she looks so comfortable. But I'm not a robe guy, so what would I wear? And I started thinking about it. And I'm in the shower for literally every day for two weeks. I'm like, trying to think about stuff. I'm like, towel could be interesting because I would wear a towel, I wouldn't wear a robe. And then one day I saw a hoodie hanging next to the the um, bathrobe, and I'm like, you know what? If I combine a towel and a hoodie, that's something I would wear. And that's what's different about it. It's just cool. You have your sleeves aren't flopping all over the place like people. You want to make something, your coffee or your eggs or whatever. Your sleeves aren't flopping everywhere. Um, it just looks cooler. You can go outside without go outside without somebody maybe calling the cops on you because you look like a creep. Um, it's just more hoodie, right? You have the hood also, and I made shorts and pants with it, so it just changed and just made the robe the the lounge part of the robe it made it a cool.
0: Lot it made it cool for dudes. Okay. We made it. Hey, join the revolution <laughs> Okay. So you've got this idea and you decide, OK, I'm going to because you're, you're a licensing guy and you kind of switched over to go, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and do this because I remember when you told me, you said, you know, Steve, I, I'm going to launch this one myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and the truth of the matter is I never wanted to manufacture anything. Never. I wanted a license. I love the model. I think it's great. You know that. And at the time I was coaching with you. I was coaching other inventors. And and when I came up with Dude Robe. I knew that I couldn't license it because I didn't have anything overly protectable other than the name okay. and okay. licensing apparel, as you know, is Tough. very difficult. Tough. License out. Impossible,
0: license. Impo- I- impossible basically. Yeah. If it's gotta have some functionality to it and that's a very competitive world and you have to have a point of difference and all that kind of great stuff. So you decided I'm just jumping in. No, but
1: but what I did decide was, all right, I'm not gonna just go manufacture this thing. I decided I'm coaching people already. I should probably know how to do a Kickstarter. And this right. speaks to Kickstarter. I thought it could rise above the noise on Kickstarter and be a good Kickstarter. That, okay. That's okay. the only reason I, manu- you know, and I said, if it does well on Kickstarter, that'll tell me what, whether to go yeah. manufacture the thing.
0: Okay. So you get ready. For, I remember this too. You're getting ready to go to uh, Shark Tank Audition. I think it was in L.A. Was it in L.A.? Yeah. Okay.
1: Not an audition. Not an audition to
0: shoot it. To shoot it. Okay. So he got in. They saw it. You made this little video. I saw the video. It was pretty right. cool. In fact, isn't this the same background that's in on the TV show?
1: Good memory. Good memory. So, so what happened was, they reached out to me, which is I'm not the only one they reached out to, but. It's more rare. Most people go through auditions and stuff like that. And so they reached out to me when they saw the Kickstarter. So me putting it on Kickstarter, literally, I was one week into my Kickstarter and the head of casting reached out to me. And when I spoke to her, she's like, I love it. I love your background. I love your story. Can you do me a favor? Make a video. I have to share it with the producers and everybody has to do these videos. And it's like a whatever it is, a five to eight minute video. And when I did the video, this is exactly where I was sitting. I was wearing a robe over this, and then I did my reveal of dude robe, and I'm sitting by the fireplace. I got my family picture behind me. It just happens to be there. But they loved it so much, and I didn't do it on purpose, but that became why when, if anybody saw the Shark Tank episode, they basically, on stage, recreated my deck, showing it. That's why they did it. I didn't love exactly the the way we did the pitch and everything that was involved in it, but it's because I sent them this video sitting in this very seat.
0: Okay, let's now let's tell let's give some advice here. Howie, looking back now you've had some time to look back on all of it. Would you've done anything different with your pitch? Because I know there's a lot of pressure. It's a pressure cooker, is what it is, and they do a lot of editing. What would you have done different looking back for someone that wants to go on Shark Tank to prepare for it, or can you okay. even prepare for it?
1: No, you can prepare for it. And and there are some things I guess I would have done differently, except the one thing I would say is like when you're doing the pitch and this is really I, I don't think people really know this unless you've been through it. You start working once they you get through like those couple of levels when they say, OK, you're you're in, which just means you're one of like 350 that they're going to winnow down to like 160 to 200 that will film down to like 80 to 100 that will air. So it really is a winnowing process and they give you a team of producers. So you, everyone gets a team of two producers, okay? You start working with them on your pitch. That's what they develop with you. And and I I don't know if I would have done this differently or not, but they kind of pushed me, a little bit pushed me. I shouldn't say it like that, but they I kind of like was pushed a little bit into this, doing exact sitting where exactly where I am and doing it like that and it got to be a little theatrical, and I think I lost a little bit of, and my pitch was good, but it was a little too theatrical and lost kind of like the benefit of it and and like what's cool about it, and it got, and and if you think about it, it makes sense. Like producers are theatrical people. They're sharks or business people. So there's a bit of a, I don't want to call it a disconnect, but there is a bit of a difference in how a producer views things versus how a shark views things.
0: That's a great point, because Howie they asked some tough questions, didn't they, and that point of difference I remember um, you didn't allow to really hit the selling points like you're talking about because it was set up more for t v and the sharks are pretty they're pretty sharp and I mean they're gonna hit you with, hey, what's your point of difference? It's a, a very competitive environment, so it it did it hit you off guard a little bit that they came at you that way? did you think they were coming or you didn't have enough time to answer those questions during your pitch.
1: Yeah, so this there were a few different things. So, first of all, obviously there was more than you saw, right? It's heavily edited. So, so I so I wasn't really thrown off guard by anything, but I I didn't expect. Here's what I didn't expect. I thought Mark Cuban was going to love it and I thought he was going to love me. And when I left and I was talking to my wife or my friends or whatever, I said I'm going to film whatever and I'm like I was, in my head, like I knew I was early. I knew I was very unlikely to get a deal. I didn't even have goods in the country yet, right? And my samples that were made, I had one good set of samples. The other samples that were made were terrible. I didn't want them to touch them. So I didn't even have enough samples for all of them. So I I would say, when I left here, I said, I'm 25% likely to get a deal, 75% unlikely. And my 25% that I thought was likely was I thought I was charming enough that I'd be able to convince them that this was a great idea without having a ton of sales other than Kickstarter. And clearly, okay. as you know, I'm not as charming as I think I am.
0: <laughs> I think you are. Howie, tell me this. <laughs> um, looking back, how important it is to have that practice of pitching in front of people? Because there's always going to be questions coming out of left field. you Maybe you're not aware of, or maybe you're not thinking of, how important it is to do it over and over and over again, in your opinion?
1: It's important, and I did it in front of a couple of different groups of friends. And but it's here's what's different: like the sharks definitely ask different questions than other people ask. People try to think what the sharks will say, like them saying about the point of difference that you asked about. That I don't want to say it threw me. Um, I was just I was a little surprised by it because I thought the point of difference was pretty obvious. And and so when they like didn't get it in a way, okay. I knew weren't. I came up with a line afterwards. I said to my producers, I screwed up my exit interview. I thought of a better line. And, you know, they said to me, you know, they didn't get it, whatever. And I just said, yeah, you know, everyone's different. Maybe they weren't the right demographic, whatever. And what I should have said is I said to my producers after I was already like, you know, the, the cameras were away. I'm like, man, I should have said, I guess that's why they call it the shark tank and not the dude tank. Oh, that would have been good. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Okay. Last question. Um, How has the show impacted you?
1: I mean, you can't, you can't put a price on it. So for my, let's talk about the brand of dude robe versus the brand of Howie. I mean, it's the brand of dude robe. I, I had, you know, sales and eyeballs and people talk to me about it all the time. And I still have people buying because they 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 saw it on a rerun or whatever, so the brand of Dude robe, and it's a calling card when I go to speak like I have n b a teams buying them for the locker room now, right, and they do branded ones that are the Knicks or the Utah Jazz or the nets and and things like that um, and I have players ordering them, and that's great, and the calling card of this was see, as seen on Shark Tank is a big deal right um. You know, I'm doing something coming up soon enough on one of the um, ABC shows like Michael Strahan, like the Good Morning America. They have deals and steals on Good Morning America, The View and Michael Strahan show. I'm doing a Father's Day special on that. That doesn't come without the Shark Tank experience. So Got the it. brand, dude rope, phenomenal. Okay. The brand of Howie and and what comes with that, you become part of this Shark Tank community. Like we have our own private group and we help each other with What's working on Amazon? Do you have a good person? Do you have a good um, fulfillment center, a good Facebook marketing person? And we all help each other. It is unbelievable, this community. network, this peer group that we have sure. that helps each other. People in that group, if you ask, I would say 80 to 90% of people who have been on Shark Tank, other than the notoriety and their sales for their brand, the best thing they say about being on Shark Tank is community. being part of that group.
0: Yeah, being community. Um, so the Sharks were wrong, howie. we? <laughs> I don't know
1: if I would say that. I don't know if I would say they were wrong. Um, you know, I'd like to prove people wrong, of course. But, you know, let's, let's see. Let's, I think
0: let's... they're wrong. I think they made a mistake, Howie, because if, if uh, you're selling it and the, the, you've got some basketball teams wearing it, congratulations. Yeah, I, I think they might have uh, missed this one.
1: Cuban missed that. How did Cuban miss that? He has a basketball team. I'm
0: just saying. Hey, Howie, thank you for coming on. Great job. Congratulations. And thanks for um, being part of our community.
1: Thanks, Steve. Always a pleasure.